Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know what it is? It's the early line. We are live right here on SportsGrid on a Monday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside after a jam-packed weekend of action. DRS, how are we feeling? Yeah, feeling good. New week, new money. And it seems like a new series with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. Long shots in the Derby. We got you covered today. 7 to 9 a, as they like to say, Kevin. Is there enough time here on a Monday? We, we just might never know. We might never know. Uh, for this one, I, I certainly do not think so. Yesterday, mm-hmm. we had game four in Philadelphia, and the 76ers have leveled this series up. They win 116-108, to 108, covering with the game going over the total. And it is interesting because Embiid playing in both of those games seemed like the surefire story until Harden finally showed up. 31-7-9, 6 of 10 from 3. That is the guy, Donnie, that the Sixers hoped they were getting. Yeah, Sixers back on their home court, takes game three and four. It's a shame that Joel Embiid didn't play in games one or two. We might be looking at a different series, but it's 2-2 tied up going back to South Beach. But you're right, the story was James Harden showing up to play and showing up in big moments. We know it can get a little bit dicey in the final two, three minutes of a game. Some nice three-point shots knocked down by James Harden. Again, six of ten from three-point range. It was a great performance here, but also, how about Joel Embiid playing 30-plus minutes in both games, coming back from a broken face thumb injury, and concussion. Pretty impressive stuff here from him. I will say, if you had him beat over, if you were willing to get to the window on that for this game, I don't think he scored in the fourth quarter. That is tough. That is certainly not how you draw that up, but Harden was able to carry the load. Jimmy Butler, by the way, on the other side, 40 points, or another 40-point mm-hmm. performance for Jimmy, who's been having a really strong postseason. But so far, home court has been protected in that series. Same is true in Dallas and Phoenix. How about this? We're now 2-2 here in Mavs. Suns, 111-101. Dallas does a great job defensively in the second half of this game. Really, one of the big stories, though, Chris Paul, only 23 minutes of work as he fouls out of this basketball game. He had more fouls than points, DRS. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Chris Paul over the past couple nights, but something needs to change. But then again, still 2-2 series as they head back there to Phoenix. But take a look from the Dallas Mavericks, Kevin. And again, sometimes you try to fast forward into the next year's What's Dallas, Matt? What are they going to look like when they get Luke an absolute stud as a number two? That's going to be fun to watch. But if you're just doing a quick breakdown here, hey, by the way, Luca went one of 10 from three-point range, scored 26 points. <laughs> yeah, Dallas got handled easily. Not the case. We have guys like Dorian Finney-Smith knocking down eight three-point shots in the game. That's a big win for the Mavericks. It's a gritty franchise, man. It really is. 
Yeah, 20 made threes as a whole. Luka with 26, 11, and 7, which for him now feels like a quiet basketball game, which kind of goes to show the level that Luka has reached. Again, that series is knotted up at 2-2. To peel it back to the two games we saw on Saturday, the Milwaukee Bucks win in a uh, real uh, interesting finish. Marcus Smart and the Celts looking for a foul and a three. Uh, they did not get that. Go to the line, try to get the offensive rebound after a second missed free throw. It goes in eventually, but it was after the buzzer. But the other story in this 103-101 to Bucks victory, Donnie, 42-12-8 from Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's back in his groove in this series. No, he really is back in his groove, and it's, it's such a shame that we anticipate this happening every night. So what did Giannis get, Kevin, 42-12? and 12? Yeah, it sounds about right. What do you mean it sounds about right? In the playoffs, <laughs> in a two-point game at home where you need this, sensational performance by Giannis. No questions asked here. Nice two-point win. And by the way, I think that line came in the balance too. Two, two-and-a-half in there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That Certainly depend when you did that shop. And the radio audience is here with us on a Monday morning Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wright. As we're going through all the top headlines here. Game number three, he saw Golden State get hot. They hung 142. Sadly, the story, though, now is an early exit for John Morant. Some controversy around, I guess, how he picked up this injury. But nevertheless, it looks like it's going to cost him game number four. And I don't even know if it's going to matter at this point. I mean, Golden State looked like the championship Golden State Warriors here. 38 points in the second, 37 points in the third, 41 in the fourth, a 30-point victory. And as we did the show on Friday to end the week on Moneyline, hey, man, I really like that seven and a half points here for the Grizzlies. Yeah, thanks, Donnie. <laughs> It was it, it felt like it looked great for so long. John had hit the goodness. buzzer three at the break. You're like, this is going to be great. And just that avalanche kept coming down and down. I thought there would be one game where Golden State would run them. The thing is, now without John. But then again, this was the secret formula during the regular season uh. for this team. So much to unpack there. The NHL playoffs continue to roll on. Let me tell you this. There's a couple of interesting notes. One, all of these games are high scoring which you love to see, but also all of these series are as close as can be, either 2-2 or 2-1, except for the title favorites, the Colorado Avalanche, who are up 3-0 on the Predators right now, who are going to look for a closeout tonight. Yeah, Kevin, all of these games have been really good. There you go, DRS, always with those hockey breakdowns, which you love to see, man. Some of the other headlines from over the weekend here. Canelo Alvarez was upset trying to move up weight classes. Mm. He was around a minus 500 favorite. One of those things where if you're into boxing, you were watching. If not, you go, oh, Canelo's fighting. Let me know how he won. He lost, which was a stunner. Also in the fighting game, UFC 274. Charles Oliveira stripped of his title because he's a half pound overweight. First round submit of Justin Gaethje. And then lastly, the Kentucky Derby long shot. Second longest odds ever for a Kentucky Derby winner. So much to get to. It is the early line on SportsGrid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here on Sports Group. We begin with Sixers Heat. So many angles to attack this current series that sits at 2-2. Game four was decided 116-108, the Sixers' direction. Hard in the star of the game, 31-7-9, 6 of 10 from deep. Joel Embiid was great early, 24-11 and 11 overall. A solid game for Embiid. Him coming back into the lineup for these two games in Philadelphia has been so important. Again, there's so many ways we can take this. What's your biggest takeaway as we sit here right now, 2-2 in Sixers heat? It's still going to be hard for the Sixers to win the series, Kevin, because why? Turns into a best of three, and two of those games are going to be in Miami. Maybe things would have been different in games one or two if Joel Embiid had played, and maybe the Sixers could have stole a game already down in South Beach, but they didn't, and here we are. And as basketball fans, we're better for this, right? Love the fact. Like, even if you're not a Sixers fan or a Heat fan, per se, or even a gambler, what do you want to see? Good players playing games in series that matter and basically go the distance. Six, seven games, a lot more intrigue. No gentleman sweeps, no, you know, four game sweeps out of here because there was a quite frankly a chance where after Miami Heat blasted the Sixers in game two, we weren't even sure Joel Embiid was going to play. And as the word was coming down, as it looked like Joel Embiid was already ruled out, thanks for playing Sixers, a 4-0 sweep, at worst a five, you know, game series where it'll be one back in South Beach. We don't have that now. And that's because James Harden has stepped up. Tyrese Maxey has stepped up. And Joel Embiid playing 30-plus minutes each night because sometimes when you are a handicapper, even watching the game, you don't know what you're getting out of Joel Embiid. Hey, maybe, as you said on Friday, the lights might affect him here because even as he was warming up, we didn't know if he was going to go on Friday night. And the key indicator was you saw him. His eye was still basically swollen half shut. You knew that maybe one hit he wouldn't be able to play. And I think you were right also in your diagnosis coming and saying, is this one of those games where Joe plays like four or five minutes, doesn't sit on the bench, but needs to like go back in the, you know, back in the training room and get looked at and sit there and cool off, maybe get some oxygen because he probably wasn't practicing or running up and down the court much. But Joel Embiid just showing a lot of heart here. And so are the Philadelphia 76ers, who basically could have waved off this series, have now sent it back to South Beach two to two. So the Embiid return has obviously been big, not just for what he brings himself, but I do think he's added a lot of confidence to this team because you have the ability now, if you are the 76ers, right or wrong, to say, man, 
we'd be up on these guys. Or, you know, or at, or at the minimum, we could obviously beat these guys. Now that we have Joel Embiid back, they asked Doc after the game, how do he carry the momentum into game five? He goes, Embiid's going to be on the plane. Like, that is the momentum. That is the difference now in the series, is that Joel Embiid is back. And right now, they've obviously won both of those games with Embiid. But the story is Harden. No doubt about it in my eyes. Harden goes for 31-7-9. Easily, easily. Circumstances included. The best game that he has played in the 76er uniform. Honestly, go through the career postseason game logs for, uh, game logs for James Harden. It's one of the best games of James Harden's career. And you and I have gone back and forth about the level of Harden, this, that, and the third. Here is the thing for me. As last night he is setting Twitter ablaze. Oh, my goodness, he's turned the clock back. James Harden's 31-7-9 is treated with a level of shock and awe as Dorian Finney-Smith's eight made threes because this isn't what Harden does anymore. So when I'm evaluating this series moving forward, I think Miami's fine. Because if Harden scores 30 again, which, by the way, before this he had done once in a 76ers uniform, I will be stunned, floored. I can't imagine a world where Harden does anything like this for the rest of this series. He's been good. And I guess we hold him up the standards of LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, which maybe shouldn't be rightfully so, or Michael Jordan. But if you enter into a playoff series, and I tell you at the end of that series or playoff run, hey, by the way, your point guard average 20, 10, and 6 per game. I'd say sign me up. That's a max guy. But the way we look at James Harden and grade him differently, and rightfully so, we expect him to be an elite player like LeBron James, like Kobe Bryant in the biggest moments here. And maybe he's getting all, you know up in the air a little bit with his age. We get that here. But maybe also he knows that this is Joel Embiid's team and maybe take him a couple games to get his sea legs on. Like, okay, Joe's not here. Let me perform. Once Joe gets back, things will open up. I'll take advantage, which is exactly what he did. We expected this. 18 total shots out of James Harden here in game four. We expect 10 total three-point shot attempts. That's what we want out of James Harden. He played well, and it's tough. Look, the Miami Heat are really tough on defense. P.J. Tucker out there harasses him up and down the court, which is fine. But you have to handle your business when that's taking place, and James Harden did that last night. Whether or not it was the first quarter, second quarter, but all throws thoroughly impressed, Kevin, by the fourth quarter, making big three-point shots when this game was in balance. Not having Doc Rivers call it, oh, Doc's blowing another one here late in the fourth quarter. Your superstars have to play well. Joel Embiid gave you enough, close to 40 minutes of game action, but also James Harden, 31 points in a big moment here. I expect more of the same from a guy that's averaging 20, 10, and 6 in the playoffs. That's solid. But that's, and, and again, it's solid, but it's not more of the same. He scored 11 points over the average of what he's been providing. Last night, the conversation is, man, if this Harden sticks around, the Sixers can win the title. You think? Yes, I agree. If, if this Harden, MVP Harden sticks around, the guy people thought the Sixers might be getting, then they can win a title. But he's not been around. That's not what he has been whatsoever. And I know you made the comparison to Chris Paul, but one, the efficiency of the two is unbelievably different. Two, Chris Paul is five years older than James Harden, so I don't know if that really helps the argument that Harden isn't washed. And three, it's about being reliable. Harden, before last night, had scored four total points in the fourth quarter of this series. Chris Paul sleepwalks to 10 points a fourth quarter. 
He just happened to get fouled out in the last one that they played against Dallas. I still don't understand how the bar for Harden went from being a top 10 player in the world to, man, that's solid. Boy, he's averaging a couple more assists than Tyrese Maxey, and they're the same guy. The bar is higher because we've seen it, by the way. It's not like if I would have told you he's going to have 31, 7, and 9, and Miami was going to shoot it at 20% from three, you'd think it was probably a route. The game was in the balance with a minute and a half left on the clock. That's every game, though. But also, you're the same guy that's telling me that if we do get to the finals and it's the Phoenix Suns, this is Chris Paul's MVP. So I line it up. Okay, yes. James Harden gets to the NBA finals. So he's legitimately an MVP candidate here in the playoffs. And that's all you ask for out of your big guys. And I think the question is, Chris Paul is always a point guard. Oh, my God, it controls the games here. I look at the statistics in the playoffs. James Harden's been better. Better plus minus? No, he hasn't. A little bit more in the rebounds. Look at the stats. Look at the stats. Look at the efficiency. He's shooting 40% from the field. You better One be shooting 60%. James Harden. 40% is terrible. Being on the court more terrible. minutes in the playoffs. His plus minus is higher than Chris Paul's. I don't care about efficiency. I care about our team having the lead when my player is on the court. Efficiency, that. I don't care about efficiency is an awesome, awesome line there. Wait till game five. We'll see how much efficiency matters. Let me bring in this, by the way, though, as Miami obviously is 2-2. Jimmy Butler, my goodness, does this guy show up every single time we get to the playoffs? 40 points, six assists, basically was the only guy on the Miami Heat that was answering the bell here. I know Bam Adebayo's final numbers look solid, but he was nowhere to be found for a lot of this basketball game. Jimmy Butler is a guy you trust when you get to the playoffs to show up, and even in a loss, he showed up once again. It seems like he does it right every year, Kevin, where you get through the NBA season and we know he's a really good basketball player, but does he save like a little bit extra in the tank for the playoffs? Because 40 point Jimmy Butler, we don't see that much in the regular season, but it seems like it's common now almost here in the playoffs. Man, he's been great. Someone has like he plays 42 minutes. The next closest is hero at 34. A running mate. He needs his own running mate on this team. A lot of fun stuff here. We go to Dallas Phoenix next. This is the early line on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Suns match is evened up to 2-2. Dallas goes home and gets right. And I got to say, I have no read on this series right now. I, I Like, you just sometimes got to go, hand up, I'm lost. To start this series, I was like, you know what? I think Dallas can be competitive here. I'd, ra- I'd rather have Dallas plus the points. I think the games are probably a little bit lower scoring. And, it's you know, it's Phoenix is 125, you know, a game, and they're covering easily, and the games are flying over the total. And I go, you know what, man? Phoenix, Phoenix has this. Maybe Dallas gets one of these games, but this is a spot to back Phoenix, and I expect the games to stay high scoring. Well, now we're 2-2. Dallas has won, covered, and obviously each of these games has gone under. This has just, again, the bouncing back and forth between who is home has made the difference in Philly-Miami. It's made the difference here in Dallas and Phoenix. What is the, what's the read right now as Dallas is even this back up after four games? Like normally you would say to yourself, right? Well, it's the NBA playoffs. It's two to two. It's about rightfully where it should be. Heading back to Phoenix, best of three. Phoenix should still be able to take care of business, and I do think they will. But I love what the Dallas Mavericks do here because I just seem like I know how good Luka Doncic is, but I still look at the rest of the roster and say to myself, how does this team compete? Forget about like this is one of the teams that should be in the play-in games and maybe fighting just to make it in, and that's a successful season because. Luka Doncic doesn't have a star to play with him like many other players in the NBA do. And here we are, second round of the playoffs. After we were sure probably, or at least I was probably confident, that the Utah Jazz should be able to handle the Mavericks because we weren't sure if Luka Doncic was even coming back for that round one series. They handled their business without Luka Doncic, then got better with Luka Doncic, and then got rolled in the first two games out in Phoenix. Hey! Yeah, it's no harm, no shame in their game. Kevin, you run up against the best team in the NBA. It is what it is. Luca's out there by himself, dropping 40 points, and they're still taking losses. Then the series shifts from Phoenix to Dallas, and all of a sudden, the Dallas Mavericks, hey, we're in this series. We can play well. And also with games where you say, hey, uh, Devin Booker is going to score 35 points on 10 of 22 shooting, 12 of 13 from the free throw line. Oh, what did Chris Paul do? 25 points? They won easy? No. Chris Paul's five points and a foul out. I got burned, quite honestly. And Chris Paul's made me a lot of money this season on a points prop and also a points rebound and assist prop on Friday. So you would have figured, I didn't bet Chris Paul Sunday, but one would have said, he's not doing that two games in a row. Because you remember a couple of games ago, we dropped that, what, you know, eight shots and four points, and that's an anomaly, and then he gets right back to dominating. You would have figured that Chris Paul would have had a great performance here in game four on the road. And he was terrible in that game and fouled out quickly and didn't really measure in to the final score. But I take more of the Dallas Mavericks than the Phoenix Suns here. I know the Suns are good, and I still do think they're going to win, as I said. But the Dallas Mavericks, even in this series up, man, that's a good, gritty basketball team. That The future is so bright if things go in their direction, free agency and in the draft. They could be a really good basketball team and maybe a championship-caliber team over the next couple of years, Kevin. You know, the thing for Dallas, though, is I don't, as much as I agree, if you add another guy, right, this will feel like it can get to that next level. But the one thing that has been true often in the NBA, you have the best player in the NBA. You think that every year you're a legitimate contender. And most people all agree that right now Giannis is correctly labeled the best player in the NBA. But there are, there's a very short list of guys who could possibly take that mantle away from Giannis at the conclusion of this postseason. And there's certainly a couple guys that maybe could make an argument even right now if you wanted to. And Luka would be one of them. And I think the Dallas Mavericks in that are looking at this now and saying, hey, we're even here 2-2, two, two, 
And we were more competitive than those final scores in Phoenix tell us. But Luka was obviously not going insane. Really, either one of these games in Dallas, right? Those, you know, monster 34.5, points props starting to play and shifting down towards the under. The big thing for Dallas was finally getting Jalen Brunson to bounce back. We knew that that needed to happen. It was about what had happened. He had 28 in game number three, 18 in game number four, and that is the thing, right? That running mate, and other guys are stepping up. Dorian Finney-Smith making eight threes is obviously wild. Davis Bertans gives you four triples off of the bench. All of those things apply, but not to take away from Dallas. Chris Paul fouling out is the story of this game. Chris Paul played 23 minutes. In a in a playoff game like this, Chris Paul's going to play 36, 38, 39, 40 minutes here. I mean, they lost at least 13 minutes of typical Chris Paul action that you would anticipate. And Chris Paul has been the engine for this team. And even if not, it's about surviving the, the minutes where a Devin Booker is on the bench or some other guys are cold or those fourth quarter takeovers that we've come so accustomed to from a Chris Paul in these series. And that, to me, is... It's hard not to look at that as the deciding factor. And I understand some of those are fouls on Chris Paul. The sixth foul was a joke, an absolute joke. If they had a challenge, they had a challenge and won successfully. That's just the truth of the matter here. I can't – Dallas getting one, okay. Dallas getting this second one with Chris Paul only playing 23 minutes, no rhythm because of the foul trouble, it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, and back-to-back games straight of Chris Paul, Kevin. So on Friday, I, I expected more at him Friday night, and then you figure he would have bounced back on a Sunday, and you did not get that. Now, we should, should be able to go off a season-long, you know, compilation here for the Suns, where you say to yourself, or compilation for the Suns, you say to yourself, well, what are we going to get out of him? Chris Paul, he's not injured right now. At least we don't think he is, right? Neither is Devin Booker. So if you're saying this is a best-of-three, two games on Phoenix's home floor, I expect Chris Paul to have a big performance in the next game. I expect Devin Booker to have a big performance in the next game. I also expect Luka Doncic to dominate as well. But as we've said so many times, Kevin, right here on the show, you know who gets the bump when you go to your home court? Your bench players. They play a lot better. Mm-hmm. The shooting angles are there. You're used to that, you know, sleeping in your own bed, taking the same route to the arena, getting your shots up in your home locker room. That really makes a difference. We saw it in Philadelphia. Danny Green went absolutely ballistic in the two games in Philadelphia. And now we'll see if that continues back in Miami. But getting back to this game on the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks, that was a very good performance here. And you're showing that we can play defense. We can slow down the Phoenix Suns. Because remember in the first two games, saying like, man, Dallas doesn't matter. You can't expect to score a hundred and twenty-five points here in the playoffs to pick up victories against the Suns. You have to play good defense, which they did. If you're going to tell me that they have the ability, the Dallas Mavericks, to hold the Phoenix Suns between a hundred and a hundred and five points per game, they have a legitimate chance. And I got to tell you, I still think Kevin, the Phoenix Suns do win this series. But I am really interested in Game Five because as you condense these series, you give the underdog a legitimate chance. How much better would it be for Phoenix to go back in Game Five in Phoenix in a closeout scenario, which they're not? The pressure ratchets up, and if you get Luka Doncic's best performance and their bench playing well, like Finney Smith dropping, I don't know, three or four, maybe five threes in Game Five, this should be interesting to watch. And maybe the Phoenix Suns could be on the ropes heading back to Dallas, Kevin. Look, this is one of the other spots that catches my eye. Phoenix now is plus 330 to win the title. Golden State is up to plus 210. That's a real gap. And even you just take it to the West, they've now got Golden State priced out at minus 120 to Phoenix at plus 160. Now, you've got Golden State up to one, 
They play tonight. They're a double-digit favorite because of the John Moran injury obviously playing a big factor. Phoenix now is 2-2 even in a series. Okay, I understand all of that. What I'm trying to figure out is are we at a point now where Golden State's going to be favored in this series versus the Phoenix Suns? Has Golden State impressed to a level and maybe Phoenix is underwhelmed to a level to where they're going to be a favorite? Because I know for me I wouldn't agree with that. Phoenix has to be favored if they play Golden State. I understand Golden State now is significantly more likely to get to the next round compared to the Phoenix Suns, and that is impacted in the price. But do you think there is a, to a degree, Golden State almost on a neutral court has surpassed the evaluation of the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, see, I, I disagree with that. I don't think that should be the case here. And you're right. If it was a neutral, but we know it's not, right? Phoenix is going to have the home court mm -hmm. advantage. But I do agree with the pricing now because, as you've stated, who looks the much easier path to advancing here to the Western Conference Finals? Obviously, it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. You take John Moran, he's injured, and you have a 2-1 to -one lead, and you have home court back in your favor where now it looks like the Phoenix Suns have a legitimate chance to go seven games here with wear and tear. But if you were told me before the playoffs started, the Western Conference Finals, forget about what happened or who got there or who's swept or who didn't the Phoenix Suns would line up against the Golden State Warriors Phoenix is going to be my favorite and again granted that no external injuries right we say okay well Chris Paul's banged up Booker's banged up or Steph's banged up no no just coming in healthy into that series Kevin and if you're going to tell me I can get a plus money number on the Phoenix Suns sign me up all day long for that for me on Phoenix though because and I think it's okay to hold Phoenix to a high bar to for me I need to see them close this in six I understand that they all they have to do is protect home court, right? Same of Miami, who we had just talked about here. You know, been, you know, my pre-postseason uh, finals prediction was for the Heat to play the Phoenix Suns. I don't really think that I, that's it's off-putting if you can't go out there and grab one on the road. That's what you need to do. You need to be able to grab one on the road. Give Dallas credit. Look, they've been they were very good at home during the season, twenty-nine and twelve straight up. That's an excellent record. The Phoenix Suns were 32-9 and nine on the road. Like, that's how good the Phoenix Suns were. They need, they need to be able to win in Dallas because the truth of the matter is Golden State's probably going to grab one in Phoenix. We know that to be true of the Golden State Warriors. And, again, I feel bad. We'll get to the Memphis you know, thing in a minute here to, to kind of push them aside. It's just, it's just a, such a tough you know, kind of mountain that you're now asking that basketball team to climb there. But the Phoenix Suns have to be able to grab a game. Uh, grab a game in Golden State here, and you can kind of prove that against the Mavericks. Truthfully, really, I, I I do not think, you know, it's sky is falling. I think Chris Paul fouled out, and it really put Phoenix in a spot where they were not going to have a legitimate chance to win that game. But now you have to prove that, and you'll have that chance in game number five, and you'll have that chance in game number six. Let me just sneak this in quickly here, DRS. Isn't it incredible that mm -hmm. Devin Booker is just completely back? 10 of 22, 43 minutes, 35 points, as if he was never injured and with massive concern around it. All the stars. Have a look at Doncic. You know, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker coming back from injuries and playing really well. Love it. Love to see it, man. Chris, Chris Middleton's going to just rock back up for a 32-point yes, yes. game MVP. at some point there. Yep. Yeah, can't wait to see it. All right, we got more NBA to break down. You are watching and listening to The Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Golden State and Memphis, I think, is an appropriate place to go after we just broke down Dallas and Phoenix and stick in the Western Conference. Before we get to the game, let's get to the Morant injury. I'm sure everybody out there has seen the clip now of, to me, looks like Jordan Poole's going for the ball and ends up getting John Morant's knee. Now, John Morant is sending out tweets that are basically making it seem as if his knee injury has come from or has been maybe uh, elevated due to that play by Jordan Poole. That feels tough to believe. But obviously, John Morant would know much, much better than I would. The league had to go then review the play. People are basically saying, you know, how oh, Dylan Brooks had to miss a game, so now Jordan Poole should have to miss a game. The league did none of that. This series is tense in a, in a bad way. Usually we like this stuff, but now you've it's just injuries, I think, are being factored in a little too much here before anything else. What's your takeaway on the John Morant injury, the Jordan Poole knee grab, and how that's kind of impacted things? Quite frankly, if nobody ever brought it up or John Morant doesn't get injured, do you even look at that play as even a non-basketball play that you would have to delve into? Not at all. Like, I had to watch it several times here in slow motion saying, okay, where was the cheap part? Because quite frankly, if you can say to yourself that Poole was intent to injure John Morant there, well, he's an unbelievable marksman. Like, you need to send him out there every play. Go, you know what, man? Why don't you injure their entire team? Because if you could do it that stealth mode where it doesn't look like anything happened, that's an incredible skill to have. But getting back to the play itself, absolutely not. It's a shame that John Morant got hurt on that play, but not once, Kevin, did I watch that replay and go, man, there was malice behind it. It was pretty clear that they were targeting John Morant's knee, and they wanted to go ahead in a double team and just smash his knee as if it was wrestling or he just came in from like a heel out of the crowd. No, absolutely not. So I, I look at that play and say it's a basketball play. There shouldn't be any suspensions here. Look, I understand mm -hmm. that there is a history in this series of players getting hurt going in for breakaway dunks. This was a play basically near center court where guys were going for the basketball. I didn't see any Dallas there, Kevin. It's one of those things, though, now where, and I agree, right? I, I feel the same way as you, but John Morant doesn't. Memphis doesn't. Dylan Brooks was suspended a game for everything that took place with Gary Payton the second. Draymond was ejected in the first game of the series. So we now have not been able to leave a single one of these basketball games yet without controversy. Yeah. And it's... It, Maybe this is unfair to Gary Payton, but I think people understand where I'm coming from. It's one thing when Gary Payton misses basketball games. 
it's another thing when the Memphis Grizzlies now have to go to battle without John Moran, who's averaging 38 a game in this series. And this does feel, to me, that this game is going to be tense in that way now. This feels as if we're almost all going to be waiting for something to escalate there. And that's not what you want. That's not what this is supposed to be. And it makes this series, to me, a little bit difficult right now because we're now not only evaluating, again, the nature of the series, but I don't know when Ja's back if Ja is back. Listen, we can kind of joke about the Memphis Grizzlies basically winning every single game that Ja Morant didn't play in during Mm -hmm. the regular season. It's hard to imagine that carries over to the postseason. I'll put it to you like this. If I tell you Ja is done, can the Grizzlies win one more game in this series? I think they are. Uh, man, that's a tough one here. I would probably say since it's Golden <laughs> State and they're completely healthy, I would say no. Without John Morant, they will not win another game in this series, Kevin. Maybe a different NBA team you'd match them up with maybe, but not right. the Warriors the way they look right now healthy. You you want to give Memphis that benefit of the doubt, in, in Right. But it almost feels like a one a slight to Ja, but also it almost ignores what Ja has been in this series, right? As you said, it can be matchup dependent. Ja Moran again, right now, 34, 47, 34. Across the board right now, he's averaging 38 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds on 45% from beyond the arc. John Moran is having one of the finest postseasons you could imagine a third-year player having. I mean, he has been unbelievable for Memphis. To remove that makes things so difficult. It's how Golden State now has been pushed up to the favorites to win not just the West, but the NBA championship. My question now is on Golden State. Just how impressed have you been with Golden State, right? I know you said that you still think that Phoenix would be favored in that series or should be favored in that series, and I totally agree. But, man, Golden State has shown an ability really to hit a level, a ceiling, it feels like at times, that few can match. And I have to give him credit. It's because every other game, once every three games, Jordan Poole is going to rock up off of the bench, give you 25-plus, And there doesn't seem to be much of a match for that. No, and we were heading into the playoffs, Kevin, right? What what was the whole prognosis here for the Warriors? Just get the big three healthy, right? You get Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and you see what you get out of the rest of the bunch here. Maybe Andrew Wiggins can perform. But the fact of the matter, when Steph goes down, Jordan Poole steps up and goes, hey, guys, I got game here, and I have no problem being the lead dog here on offense. So if you have a guy, Kevin, coming off the bench in big spots, the ability to get you 30 points is the way we feel a little bit about the Miami Heat. Sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero. When he gets in the basketball game and you need points, he can give them to you. But it almost seems like Jordan Poole is comfortable in that role going, so what we got Steph? So what we got Clay and Draymond and Andrew Wiggins? Like, I think I'm really just as good as all of those guys. And he performs that way. If you get a guy with, again, the ability, and I'm talking about, oh, every once in a while, right? Where he shows up, oh, he scored 30, and then he goes 17 games before he scores 30 again. Mm-hmm. Kevin, there's a legitimate chance that this guy gets 25 points every single game here, here on out. This round, conference finals, and in the NBA finals. And if they get that type of production out of Jordan Poole, Quite honestly, they really should be the favorites here to win it all. Yeah, so yesterday on Betting Above the Rim, I did a, a kind of a breakdown about like some of the jazz trade scenarios and I because I think they're going to be in on Rudy Gobert in a big way. And I've been making the point that I think I'd rather let Utah pay pool. I think Golden State has so many guys. 
it feels like I might really regret that thought by the time we get to the end of the postseason at times, though. Like, this guy's averaging 23 points per game, playing some of these games off of the bench, 46% from three right now. Like, he's it's he's really not cooled off in any way here, Jordan Poole. He's been so important to everything that this basketball team is doing, and it's part of the reason that they've now moved to title favorites. One more game to get to, and it's Milwaukee-Boston. A lot of controversy at the end of the basketball game. Again, let the officiating in the NBA has not been up to the standard, I think, that the NBA has hoped for so far throughout this postseason. But, Donna, should we get to the controversial end of this basketball game? The Was it a foul? Was it not a foul on a Marcus Smart three here? I, it was one of those things. I mean, it looked like a flop. It looked like a flop. I wasn't all that surprised that he wasn't going to the line for three shots. A lot of Celtics fans will be mad at me for that. What was your takeaway on the final play there, essentially, for Marcus Smart? I'm always under the adage, Kevin. Like, maybe regular season, okay. But when you're in the big moments here, in the playoffs, I don't like ticky-tack, right? I don't like a team that's hunting for a certain foul or saying, here's what I'm going to try to make happen. I don't mind it here. Now, I know it's going to be controversial because if you bet it one way, you're a fan of the team one way, you see it differently, right? But if I'm in the crux of just watching a singular game and focusing on it here, I don't mind the no call or I don't mind, you know, in that type of situation there. Yeah, it just, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't come off the way to me, the way I feel like some people were making out to be this all-time unbelievable. Like, yeah, drawing the foul, exactly. Like, drawing the foul, right? That's like, come on, man. Basketball play, non-basketball play, smart play, non-smart play. I mean, we get it here. No pun intended on smart, by the way. Yeah, to be fair, too. Like, we're inbound with the ball to Marcus Smart. Is that because Jason yeah. Tatum was 4-19, yeah. 6 from 3? What, did he think yeah. I bet on him again for some overprops here? I mean, look, here's the deal for me on the Boston Celtics <laughs> as they sat there complaining to the high heavens about the refs. Yesterday, I, I see uh, they got a big thread going on of blatant missed calls by the officiating here. It's tough times in Boston for their beloved should-be title favorite Celtics right now. Here's the deal, man. There's a lot of things, right, where people are going to try and say, oh, Jason Tatum won't be this bad again. Yeah, but I can rely on Jason Tatum to be this bad at least once. It's why I hesitate to label Jason Tatum a top 10 player in the NBA. Because he does this. Because he shows up and he gives you these kind of performances where he just absolutely cannot find the bottom of the net. He just can't. So you can sit there and say, man, can you believe that they were this close with Jason Tatum playing like that? What does that matter? Is next game every single thing that happened for Milwaukee going to repeat itself here? And now put Jason Tatum instead will score 35 just automatically? The Boston Celtics obviously had an opportunity here in this game. They were close within this game. I understand that. They made a major comeback here in the fourth quarter. They had a lead in this fourth quarter. I understand all of that. But ultimately, they're down 2-1. This next game is in Milwaukee. And more than anything, Giannis has completely figured it out. The first five quarters of this series, from a scoring perspective, he was off his mark. And since the second quarter of Game 2, he has been unstoppable once again. And that's not going to change, Donnie. I don't think it is going to change either, particularly, Kevin, when you're an MVP type of player. Your team won a championship last year. And, oh, yes, you're going to be on your home court where you can take a decisive series lead to move up 3-1. Those are the guys you want to focus in on. Now, he had that monster game. And it looks like here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, as we look this morning, Giannis's points prop, Kevin, 30 and a half at a minus 118 price. 
It's one of those where you look at that and say, it's priced right because you can't put it at 20 now. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to get 30. But you put it at that 30 mark where he has to go above it, maybe it gives you a little bit of pause. But it's one of those bets that you look up and you say to yourself, I told you, set it, bet it, forget it at this point. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just get it out of the window because if you're taking Giannis unders of around 30 points at home in a game that he just went off, you know Giannis is going to shoot 20-plus times in this night tonight. You know he's going to fo- be the focal point of the offense. He's going to get the calls. Giannis can drive in there and play bowling pins with six different players, <laughs> even though there's only five allowed on the court. He probably hits one of his own guys out here and will still get the call as an N1. You'd be crazy, out of your mind, to take Giannis under props tonight in Game 4. The one thing I have to tell you that is incredible, one, the Giannis prop was 30-and-a-half, right? And we talked again about reading a line. We're like, that's telling you over. Like, it's a strong Giannis prompt, and he delivered in a massive way, right, with the 42. But two, right, as people say, my goodness, look what they did without Jason. Giannis was almost out there by himself, my goodness. The only other guy that was at 50% from the field was Brooke Lopez, who was at bang 5 of 10. Drew Holland had scored 25 on 11 of 30 shooting. That is not good. That is, that is a very inefficient basketball game from Drew Holiday. And can we look, I mean, Grayson Allen, thanks for nothing. Wes Matthews, look, I mean, playing good defense, but thanks for nothing. Where's Bob, Donnie, where is your guy Bobby Portis getting, you know, pushed over to the bench here? Isn't Bobby Portis due, though, for one of those games? He's got 17 at the break. He's made, like, three corner threes, eyes looking wild, and just getting after it completely here. I still have to imagine at some point Milwaukee is going to heat up once from beyond the arc. Yeah, it looks like because if we're taking a look at three-point props here for this game, Bobby Portis over one and a half at a juicy plus 122. So maybe he does that. If we can get five three-point attempts out of Portis, chances are they're wide-open three-point attempts. He Mm -hmm. should be able to make two. So that might be a pretty good look there on Bobby Portis over one and a half at a plus 122 price, bouncing back as a performance here. I like that. Like where you going? They are sneaking in some hour number one picks. I'm not mad at that. We'll get back to all of these games as well inside hour number two. A lot of good stuff coming up. Some Major League Baseball preview hitting all the weekend headlines. We are live again with you on a Monday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright's side will be right back after this quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back with you here on Sports We've got a quick segment before we get ourselves over to our number two. Closing out all the NBA headlines, yesterday the Sacramento Kings hire Mike Brown, who's been with the Golden State Warriors on the bench for a long time. Look, it's very interesting here, but part of the reaction that I saw from Sacramento Kings fans was relief. Not because they love the hire of Mike Brown, but they just love that it's not Mark Jackson. And there's also some people trying to figure out well, wait a minute, I thought Mark Jackson was a layup for this job. And now people are trying to connect the dots that maybe he actually is going to get the Los Angeles Lakers job. It's a lot to sift through here, DRS, but Mike Brown, again, every I mean, back his days, obviously, with LeBron in Cleveland here. Sacramento finally finds their new man for the job, hoping to add some stability to that organization. Yeah, Mike Brown's had some success in the NBA, but I think the one thing that always catches my attention most is we're looking at right now, like the NBA basically puts 10 teams in the playoffs with a new play-in situation. How is it possible for an NBA team to go 16 years and not make the postseason? It's almost unfathomable that this happens. So maybe you get Mike Brown to sort of stabilize the franchise, but for what? It's clear that it's not the head coach that's the issue. You should be able to stumble into the playoffs every three or four years. When you don't make the playoffs, you stack lottery picks up. How is it possible, Kevin, that you can go 16 years and not get into the playoffs? Like, Mike Brown better got a huge paycheck here stepping mm -hmm. into this Kings position because, my goodness, what a franchise. You know, for, for Mike Brown, this is his first time getting a job since 2014, right? So I think for him, it's like, all right, let me take my opportunity here and see how it goes. But I still kind of can't understand the Tyrese Halliburton, DeMontis Sabonis trade, like, at all. <laughs> like, they – is Tyrese Halliburton already better than DeMontis Sabonis? Like, by the time that that's the, this season ended, did Tyrese Halliburton jump past DeMontis Sabonis in terms of where they rank as NBA players here? Does De'Aaron Fox want to stay in Sacramento – like, are, is, is Sabonis a building block for the future here? There's so many more questions than answers. But a good job for Mike Brown there. Sacramento seems to be happy. Hour two up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.